Welcome to episode two of the Art of War podcast. This is Kefra Ife, uh, one of your hosts. So we had a technical difficulty in our recording the episode. So I'm here to do a new intro. We wanted to be open about that and apologize for the audio from our mics. Um, it's growing pains, I guess. Uh, we still have a lot to learn and, you know, we want you to just bear with us. This episode, we have our co-host Chanel and two guests guests finally we have guests uh, first is Ilan Cadiz a graphic artist slash painter out of Harlem and also joining us is Jonathan Joseph also a graphic artist we chop it up about uh, Ilan's forthcoming project scaffold equity of treatment project and Jonathan shares with us a little bit about his digital portraits and I hope you enjoy the episode thank you so much for listening Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war. Hello, Ilan. Ilan. Oh, I'm here. There, there I am. Here I am. Here I am. Hi, I'm Ilan. I've known Ilan for many years, and um, you didn't shout out Chanel. So our our guest, our host, our co-host. Miss Chanel, Miss Chanel, come in, please. Oh, well, hi, everyone. You know, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah, so I was saying, I know, I've known Elon for many, many years, and, you know, she's looked out for me. How have you known her? Um, How did you meet? Um, actually, we met at a festival, and she bought um, one of my clothing items. And from there, we were just on and pop up, you know, we clicked and years keeping in contact, yes. working together. Yes, I would say I was very inspired by Kefra. I was inspired about her ability to push and continue with things that made her joyful, like the making of the clothes, designing, the illustration. All that stuff has been very important in her life. And despite having to be a mother and having to be a caretaker and having to be um, all these things that come with being a woman, especially a black woman, that she had always been doing what she loved. And I loved that purple dress I bought from Harriet's Alter Ego. I swear to goodness, I remember walking in that dress down 125th Street and people just had to know me. Like, and, and, I, and I'm not somebody who liked being around people. I definitely am thriving right now during COVID. Not to say that this is not a sad thing and people have died and it's terrible. But I say I'm also an introvert. So I'm used to being home. I'm used to um, being out only when I have to because that was my lifestyle. I was a, an educator that visited Same. spaces. So 
in, in that life that we're able to um, be a little bit more comfortable with quarantine and that kind of thing. So I've been okay with it. Um, I also have my germ pod because everybody has a germ pod. But um, yes, that dress made people pay attention. And um, I ended up giving it away, you know, and that's, listen, yes, yes, because I practice non-attachment. I, even if I love something, if it's an object, I'm not afraid to give it away. And I gave it to a way, away to a woman that really deserved it. And she was, oh my goodness, just as, if not more beautiful in that dress. So yes, Kefra um, is an amazing artist and designer and creative. And thank you for having me come on to the show. It's, um, it's my ultimate pleasure when I thought about this podcast. You actually were the very first person I thought of mm. as to bring on um, as a guest because I know like we've known each other for so long and you've done some amazing things. You've given me some amazing opportunities through opportunities that you had through um, the Studio Museum of Harlem, and I appre- I can't say how much I appreciate you in no. to even. Like being in my life and doing this. Yeah. So I would like to. Well, I, you know, I. Thank you. Well, yeah, no problem. And, you know, I, it's only because I, I learned from a lot of awesome people. Like my parents first, I have to begin with, because they were always supportive of me. Um, they had their hard times and they were oppressed in their way. And things didn't always. Uh, it was not a, always the perfect picture. You know what I mean? Like people always think, oh, like, oh it's got to look good all the time. No, it does not look good all the time. All right. That's confirmation. So you don't have to look to somebody's life and be like, oh, their life is better than mine. No, everybody has their issues. But when you look upon those issues and you look upon all the things you came through and done, like my parents worked so hard to give me so much. And they gave me the space to be creative and have the materials and play. So most of my childhood was just playing in the arts and making and doing and having a good time. But then I saw them also in the community. And they are always about helping people, especially people who cannot help express themselves, which is what happens in poverty, that we're all not given the skills to express ourselves in ways that people can understand. So um, I saw them help people do that. So they were my first foundation in who I am and what I've done. And then I've met amazing people in the arts, some of them in the project, in the Scaffold Project, Scaffold Equity of Treatment Project, Um, like Erin. Erin, when she had an opportunity, she would pass off to me. And um, when I was in SVA, I learned from artist Sharon Loudon about publishing and sharing rights and publishing and sharing authorship. Um, yeah, so I, I just been, and that's just to name a few people I've learned this from. Right, that, and that, it's awesome. It's awesome. Right, it is awesome. So uh, one of the things, I'll see your parents can be noted as your early inspirations. Like you said, in the community, see them help out. Um, how would you say uh, them being accepting of your artistry, like you know, be, being an artist, how how did that help you even more? Like was it like, oh, the world is mine, like there's no stopping me. Once I have my parents, you know, backing me, I'm good. Um, no, it's never that easy, it's never that easy. <laughs> I, I wish it was, I wish it was just like, oh, I just did these three things and then I was able to reach heaven. No. Um, Heaven is, is only for you to take, and, then, and that's even temporary. Happiness is temporary. I think that's why um, contentment is something that needs to be understood or satisfaction needs to be celebrated. Um, I, I found that in every stage of my life and every year of my life, there's always been something I struggle with to make me feel like I can achieve anything. But I think the, the first thing that freed me was the fact that 
I did see evidence that if you do it, it works. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to see it work in some sort, in some way. Um, yeah, and then you have to believe, and then you have to have focus, and you have to be consistent. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Please, discipline. Yeah, I think discipline. That's, if, if, if someone doesn't know that, you have to start with some ethic of being disciplined and, you know, consistency. Practice. Showing up, showing up, yeah. showing up. And yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. Great. And with that, there is sometimes discouragement. There's um, sometimes sadness. There's sometimes... Um, issues but you know what like so many wise people which is why I bought these books because I swear to goodness nothing's new everything's been said some wise amazing person has already said it and that's why I know it you know what I mean and a lot of those people have been black and (laughs) and that's another reason why I know it you know because it that's important to acknowledge um yeah it it it, it takes discipline takes work um and then sometimes you don't even see the fruits of it um Really, the, the scaffold project came out of a moment of desperation, of dealing with my situation different than I have for many years. Um, I've always been struggling with um, poverty, and it's not that I've come from poverty. Like my grandfather, when he came here from the South and moved first to the Bronx, and then they moved to St. Albans, Queens, on my mother's side. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out St. Albans, Hollis, Queens, um, all, all those folks out there in the suburbs, in the burbs, living that high life. Um, they, they, he, watching him, he owned three houses. He built them. Like, he built two of them from the ground up, and the other one he purchased. He, he didn't go to college. He had to drop out of college because his father died, and then him and his mother had to sell insurance. So they straight up built wealth. But by that second generation, um, it wasn't easy to maintain with all kinds of, man, so much sabotage. It's so real. So much sabotage. So things get messy, right? And then you have some offspring that lose their way due to depression, due to trauma, due to things that you, you may not have access to to heal. And, um, yeah, and, and then it comes to me, my generation, where um, my father now, on my father's side, his he comes from generations of people from Puerto Rico. They came here because um, this country has kindly made them so poor they can't take care of themselves. And uh, my fa- my grandfather first came here because he was hungry. And, and, and that's not an exaggeration. The man was starving to death and had to figure out how to survive. And he came here and got lost a little bit, but then he brought his family Okay, and then they came here, and um, it's always been, yes, yes. That's that's built so many families here, but because, but because of like um, systems put in place, it makes it almost impossible to pass a certain level, Mm. and it's not. This is, they tout this country as a pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, yes. It's a, it's a, yes. it's a, well, that was, society yeah. of um, black people and people of color. We're, we're bootless. All strings so they can't. Right. They can't see the the boots don't have any strings at all. Well, see, then, so. well, see, then that's why I, and not totally argue with you, but I, I would say that um, I think what helped my grandfather's really understand the ethic of work and like the the consistency and all that because they had that there 
You know what I mean? Like there's certain comforts that capitalism have given um, generations of brown people that that's why we're kind of lost in our healing because we have access to Target. We have yeah. access to exactly. like right. things that give us a certain level of comfort. Like, and I ain't go front this. I'm saying this from what I, for myself, like I know when I went to other countries when I saw McDonald's, I was like, oh, you know, like there's something I'm familiar with, yeah. <laughs> but that's ho- like, but that's me tra- figuring out like my understanding of my Americanness and how that's not always right. And how, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, it's, but, but it's a comfort. It's a comfort. Cause I don't always want to feel hurt. I don't always want to feel scared. You know, that's real. That's real. Cause I feel like I've been around like dire situations where people are abused on almost a daily basis that just look for salvation in the smallest things. And that's that's why I try to check myself not to hate on that because it's it's part of our survival too, but we can't get lost in it. You know what I mean? Because we can make our own boots. That's, Man, that's we've been making yeah, boots, I mean, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, not to, not to, not yeah. to yeah. but you know what I mean? 100%, but like you can definitely get into a place, right. sorry, where you don't, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 This is the reason for this yeah. So, you know what I mean? so don't eat the chicken please <laughs> please if anything you hear in this podcast do not eat fast food chicken yeah, if like, you can you I know, know it's it, I know it's yummy I like them nuggets I do I do I do and I crave them every once in a while they call me I smell that weird smell come out that door and I said oh I want that nugget with that so but no it's not good for you babies your brains need to develop I'm sorry but yeah the, the Kentucky fried chicken yes but I know that my you know my ex is from Jamaica too he was born and raised in Jamaica so I I you both yes couple times had maybe 20, less than 20 houses, mm-hmm. way less than 20 houses, and we're just surrounded by cane fields. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, I was at, just asking. So, I also, and that's, what, wait, 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 I'm going to introduce him, but wait a second, Kevin. Did you, did you ever take any of the cane? Did you sneak any off that plantation? I mean, it, I, I mean, hope so. I hope I, so. Yeah, because that being so close, that's like oh my god! I love it. Nothing's right like cold cane when you get someone who knows how to cut it. Because my ex knew how to cut it; he would cut it in these little um, cylinder type things, and, I, and they were so easy to chew. And I loved it. I loved it. So okay, I just want to introduce my friend Jonathan Joseph. He's an artist, photographer, creative. Um, and he's from St. Lucia, which is why I thought it was interesting. I just went, because thinking about people who were born there, um, I'm curious too, was, what was your experience growing up in St. Lucia? Oh, um. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan. Um, how you guys doing? Um, thank you for having me here as well. Um, growing up in St. Lucia, um, it was very, I would say very isolated, very, we live in a very conservative um um environments uh society 
um, like Jamaica. Like most of the Caribbean right. is much more conservative than American politics. If people don't realize that. Um, and you know, when you say conservative, what do you mean? In terms of like, that's, yeah. there's, a yeah. say, there's a difference between being Republican and being conservative. Oh yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Conserva in conservative in terms of, I think based, I would say they're very based on 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 religious um, um, f um, foundation. In terms of like most of how we perceive, you know, lifestyles and the way you treat people are based on what's interpreted in the Bible, and the way in which we govern is based on essentially how it's interpreted in, in the Bible. Um, and it, you know, it's just the idea of, of you know, a, also we reinforces patriarchy, <laughs> you know. So, so. But, but to to add that though, but do you have a back? You have a background in um, Catholic faith, right? Oh yeah, I was an altar boy growing up. And all that, that, all that good that, stuff. That applies a different pressure but, on it because. But we did have a um, Catholic church in our. In a, the one church that we did have was a Catholic church, so. Yeah. So yeah, my my family. I grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic. Um, I went to well, I went to an Anglican primary school. Um, which was a whole different story within itself. Um, but I also went to when I went to uh, secondary school it was an all boys of Catholic school. So you know, so that and my my grand aunt who I grew up with, um, basically, um, I mean, religion was was prime in the household. I mean, talking about praying every day, um, which is nothing wrong with that. But yeah, yeah. But I but have a question. This is why I have a question about when you say pray every day. What does that mean? In terms of in terms of ceremony, you know, it has to be a vital part of your life. It wasn't about choice. It was about. Um, this is what has been imparted to you, and this is what you have to partake in. So, did you read something, or was it like a like a prayer that you were supposed to read at a? Oh, just just just, like a, just the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys, particularly during Lent. You know, you know, Lent is heavily celebrated in Saint Lucia. I'm not familiar with it. Do you have anything you can read and say so I can be familiar? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm inquisitive. This is this is this. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, we kind of like going a little bit track here. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to check me what's a what because I get, get into back like to the track of. Um, yes, you know, so um, you you're an artist and artist. Uh, artist and photographer. Like you know, like yeah. where where did you? Um, Ilan told us you know she did you have support from your parents? Oh uh, no, um, that my my first of all my mother um my mother had been living in in America since I was five um so I, I grew up with my grand aunt and based on what I told you I mean there was no really like the idea was to just go to school right. do well do well go to school and that's what I did <laughs> it was the, the, I know the exact yeah because that's what I had to do and art was never portrayed to us as equitable no for surviving no you know so it, it was uh, the other be a, be a lawyer be a nurse oh, like, it was very much pushed the, the fact that you said that is exactly right and as a daughter to an artist who couldn't express himself um he was depressed he was angry and he was abusive and that i believe all stemmed from the fact that he couldn't express himself creatively my mom was also an artist and she was very much deterred from be, being out my, my mom's an accountant now and she said she wouldn't even know what it would feel like to go back to 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 revisit being an artist and it, it, it's it's a uh, it's a hurt it's space it's a, yeah it's a hurt space yeah it is i mean to be denied something just because it won't line your pockets you know? mm -hmm. yeah. and it's something that you feel so hard 
so much in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I feel for our community or us as a people, I feel that speaks more to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. More to the reason of why it's like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Like, we can't do this. We You might want to do this, but that's not going to work with what we need you to do to have status. We need you to be able to take care of yourself, have a family. Let's keep this together. And yeah. I feel like that kind of puts us, pigeonholes us into something because, like, we don't get the, the room to just explore mm -hmm. and to allow your mind. Your mind is already wired. And mm -hmm. I mean, we all have a little bit of conditioning in different aspects of our life, but that main primary one that you know is you the essence of you what what you know like get when you think about it and like i might just you know mm -hmm. well, i'm gonna snapshot right. this all i want to do is and they're like what is that you imagine someone saying what is that yeah i mean i grew up i grew up drawing and i enjoyed drawing and i think that was my escapism uh, uh, you know in terms of like i always remember myself trying to isolate myself and and drawing but to fathom the idea of, of being an artist i didn't there was no space for that um there were no real examples of that either um, so you know how do you how do you envision yourself in that space? And one of the reasons why I wanted to leave St. Lucia is because I couldn't dream. I didn't know how to dream. There was nothing that led me to believe that I could be anything other than the things that I actually saw. Um, so that's you know so that has been my and my experience with art like something I literally kind of just threw to, threw to, threw to the, the wind and was like you know what this is not for me. Um, I ended up studying urban planning. But in a way, you it's still your creativity on yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I, I was going to be an architecture. Yeah. Uh, um, an architect. Yeah. I was, so I was going to go to school for architecture. But um, like I got sidelined into fashion, which I wholeheartedly felt more attracted to. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to do my art as well, you know, and to keep... But, it's it's so it's it's something it's, it's a yeah it's a very familiar right. story yeah you it's know, just like right. you know you feel you know i felt lost I, you know and and that's just a bit based on reflection i didn't know that at the time i needed some i needed that thing or that something um but eventually i found it through urban planning which was interesting because urban planning is a place you least find um any forms of design but i i went into urban planning, found urban design, which is also a subsect of urban planning, got involved in urban design, and then that started triggering other things that were starting to lead me sort of away from ur more urban planning, urban design, more into more into art and exploring, exploring that aspect of me, which I hopefully abandoned many years ago. So I just want to ask, um, what, you know, everyone has a measure for like when you like, I'm an artist, like, I'm an artist for real, right? Yeah. yeah. What, I'm gonna pose it to you first and then you can come and give your, um, your question as well. But what was the moment where you're like, I'm an artist? Oh yeah, okay, so look. I think I, I, I you could say, Kefra was so kind. So kind to allow me to know what she was thinking before we came here today. So I had jotted down some thoughts to things that she had may have mentioned to me. And um, that was one of those things. Um, I was born into a creative family. It was inevitable. So my first teachers were my parents, like I had said earlier, and um, they're both creators and writers. I think because of that foundation, because they were, although they had a, well, see, I was never, no one ever told me I couldn't be an artist. It was just, I had the example of my father to see. And he is, he was a Puerto Rican artist in a market that was not for him. You know what I mean? Like this, like, come on now. He's 70s, he's trying to push, his paintings of the Caribbean, like who who's who's gonna pay for that? You know, unless he had crazy endorsements or whatever. Um, 
and that wasn't how the game was. He, he so just seeing him not do well and struggle with it and be depressed made me afraid. And I was always told to be a cartoonist. It was like because I, you know, I loved cartoons and that was like my life. I just sit, Saturday morning cartoons was like, oh man. It was like my excitement time. I had over a million stuffed animals. Yes, I'm exaggerating, but I love my stuffed animals. So it was like, he's like, you're made to be a cartoonist, be a cartoonist. But whatever it was, it always was under the umbrella of the arts. Like everybody knew that that was what I did. You know what I mean? Couldn't get away from it. Like even when I tried to. And that was those, those were the most painful parts when I tried to remove it from my life and be whatever anyone else wanted me to be, those were the times that I nearly left this earth because it was so painful. So what clicked? What was the click? The click. The click happens every once in a while. Like, again, this is like, you think you think you get it, and you be like, oh, I got it, now I got it, now I get it, and then some shit happens, and you're like, oh, wait, am I allowed to curse? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so some shit happens, and it tells you, like, no, maybe you're on the wrong path. And that's because, like, okay, you understand, careful, because you were telling me, um, I brought Octavia Butler, yeah. Parable of the Sower. You, you're said, aware to? We're going to have to be making acorn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. God is change. And um, I really believe that. I believe God is change. And so um, anytime that you get to a point, okay, so anytime I've invested myself fully in the game and received some sort of um, validation, and when I say validation, um, it does not mean I'm looking for an award or a person higher than me to tell me anything. That is awesome. But from what I've taught myself is to pay attention to those milestones that I've been able to give myself. So I challenge myself. I'm not a portrait painter. I don't like painting portraits. I haven't. If you notice, like in my uh, MFA, during my MFA, during um, my time at SVA, uh, from 2016 to 2018, I made my family into chairs <laughs> because I just, the human form was frustrating to me. And not because I can't render it, but because um, it just reminds me of our fault, you know, like, and, and why I feel like we're wasting so much time. And when I say we, not so much, I know conscious people like yourselves and other people who are very, con they have an understanding of how precious human life is, for, but for those who are lost, it's frustrating to watch them work out their issues through pretty much destruction and violence. And um, so when you hit those types of things, those things make you fall off mark. You know, you feel like I'm on task, I'm an artist, this and that. And then some shit goes down or someone who you look up to may say something rude to you or maybe someone's not receptive to your ideas or your thoughts, even though you felt like, oh, I'm being fair. You know, it's like all those things you struggle with. Like I could get that tomorrow and may have to be like, am I an artist though? Like I, I've exi I had um, at El Museo and, and this was a dream my father had. He had a dream of being in that museum you know, that never came true. And now he's seen his daughter do it. So it's like having to be joyful, but also in a little pain, you know? So it was, all those types of things are tricky navigation. Cause it's like, okay, am I more artist than my dad? And it's like, ooh, that doesn't even feel right coming out of my mouth. But that's stuff we deal with. And then it makes you struggle with, okay, well then what is it? Am I this or am I a good hustler? Am I a good this? Like, what is it? I, I was, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm just yeah. gonna say, just mm -hmm. to, to piggyback on what you were saying. Like, um, 
I'm the, I'm the opposite of you. Mm. I love doing portraits mm. because of the things it does capture. Mm -hmm. like well, that's why I ended up doing it. From people, mm -hmm. I like capturing, like, um, any portrait I do, I start with the eyes because mm -hmm. that holds on to a lot of um, the pain, the happiness, and, and I like perfecting that. Mm -hmm first before yeah. I move on to any other aspect of the face mm -hmm. and that is why and that, and I have a struggle with even with doing inanimate objects mm -hmm. and um, drawing like even a full body I, I, I just like focusing on like the face so I'm just saying it, it's so interesting mm -hmm. like um, why people move towards certain things like yeah well see like even with the so that's why I, well, I brought that up to say um, that I think I was put into a position to do it in such a high capacity to face it. You know what I mean? Like, so any time that it's been something I said, I wouldn't do that. I did not want to go back to school. I said to myself, I'm not going back to school. I'm not going back for the school. But that going back to school, that investment made me then realize, no, I'm an artist. For me to put up this much dough right. for something and to say, no, I stand in this truth and take that debt. That was for me a way of, of saying, yes, this is, this is the moment, if any, that now I can't turn back. But you can. You can. That's why I say, that's why I say it's an everyday thing. It's like in people in AAA meetings, you know, don't get caught up in, in, in being definite. Right. Because that can make you feel like a failure if you don't feel that right. another day. It's okay. Right. Yeah. That means you're, it's not you're that serious. Saying, I, I don't need it. I'm perfect. Right. And I don't need any more room. <laughs> Like, um, that's why I always, I always tell my, like, like, I always give myself a goal mm -hmm. and I strive to co to complete the goal, but in the middle of the goal, I set another one because I know um, Things change. it's, it, it's, it's going to not be exactly as you expect it to be. So you have to learn and adapt and you yes. so you can move along. Mm -hmm. Would you say that adapt. adapting and being able to roll and flow with times has helped you to be able to stay in the art world and continue, you know, living out your dreams? Like just being mindful that, like you said, God has changed. You said God has changed. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I do feel like that's one uh, thing that you might share with another artist. Like, listen, you got to be able to maneuver, but not, I'm not talking about selling out or anything. Mm -hmm. Just basically knowing that nothing is perfect. You're going to have to, you know, be in situations and times where you're going to be tested. Um, some days you, you might be commissioned to do something. You just don't feel like it. That's when it becomes a job. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, depending on what it is for you. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Are, it's, it's some discipline. De definitely discipline. And I think, like we were saying, as a people, not saying not not to generalize and just be generic, but mm -hmm. it's like the lost ones, and because I lost like every two weeks. However, that's why I wanted to make that clear too. Yeah, yeah, um, it happens. You know what I mean? It's just that you have to start somewhere, like you said, goals, plans. You have to have something you can see for yourself. Well, that that was like part of the well, that was part of the scaffold project because um, besides needing something to help distract me um, and be challenging for me, so I can be focused. Um, I had to ask myself, what is it that I really love doing? What is it that when I do it, I'm smiling and joyful? And that was when I was making art. 
So I said, okay, so if that's when I'm making art, that's what I have to do. But I can't just make art. What What is it, the project? And I received word from a, a curator over at the Old Stone House um, in Brooklyn that asked me if I saw the post for artist call. And I said, no, what is it about? And she said, it's about Brooklyn Utopias 2020. And I was like, Brooklyn Utopias? And Jonathan was with me, and I was like, yo, this is a utopias. What the fuck is utopias? Like, yo, what the fuck do you use this word like this? What they mean? Get rid of all the brown people? Like, what does that mean? Oh, like, like so, so, look, look, I had a grapple with that because not all, not all, and not all white people act like white people, okay? So, and then, like, you know, and, and these weren't those people. And, um, and I know their intention is to open this conversation as a, what does it look like? And I wanted it to exist without this realm of fantasy. Like, this is pretend shit we, we, we see in movies, but it can't exist yeah, in humanity. Because we are not this, even though we never tried. Let's be real with ourselves. We ain't never tried it right to see if it'll work. But we'll move on. And I said, well, listen, maybe let me play with this idea. What would it look like? What would it look like? And I said, well, everyone would have to have equal treatment. And what does that mean? Because we're all so different. Even when we take in the same experiences, we do not take those experiences the same. So I said, now, that means everybody's scaffold is different. Everybody's support is different. So where do we begin? We begin with self-evaluation. What do I need to survive and stand in that? And not allow anybody who thinks that that's not possible to go fuck themselves because they don't see possible. They see what they're given. So you can't go to someone with no vision and ask them what they see. You know what I mean? You have to ask yourself, what am I seeing? And what do I want to see different from that picture? And that's what I realized had to be happened. So I said, let me reach out to people. And that was uncomfortable for me too. And I say that so that you understand. Nothing you do, even if it's on the path of what you love, is always going to be comfortable. Right. That's, that's, that's one of the there was no pillow. I had no comfort blanket. There's no comfort. There's no um, in complacency. There's no, you cannot expect. It, it, complacency is comfortable. So yes. you cannot expect growth in complacency. Yes. So, you know, you definitely have to. And I want I want to move the conversation. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, I'm no. sorry. You saying that made me think because that was something that I, why I thought Jonathan would be important to the conversation too is because we've had this conversation where you see he is a black male professional. Like he says, he's an urban planner. Can I say where he, is it okay if I say where he works for MTA and but it, what, tell him what you do and then the struggle because he listen talk about an artist trying to be an artist but also being forced to be like you know administration uh, here you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm like I'm a, I'm a transit um, planner um, at the MTA and what does that mean um, I mean in in the simplest terms it's just essentially you know, data-driven, you know, just reviewing plans and, um, you know, just making sure things are running right, <laughs> when we, especially when you have detours. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, um, just a lot of st uh, stats and policy-based. Well, well, I'm responsible for Staten Island, so if you don't oh, live on Staten Island... Until you go to Staten Island, have issues. We can't talk. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we will. We will, and we will. Um, 
And um, I mean, one of the reasons I actually really love the um, Elon's um, scaffold equity project is actually to me, it's the visual form of an, of an urban planning project um, in terms of conceptually, because the idea of urban planning is to understand these various systems um, and find ways that they are working for people for society they're actually working and you know the idea is is at times um to advocate for for some of these changes and you know as as the her project is portraying it's just like we have to understand more of the individual individuals in the equations um but i want i wanted you to express your individuality i'm really like i'm impressed with how he can do this nine to five very demanding job before coronavirus right because they you have to be there nine to five and you have to be up for people yelling at you. And they can either be the people who are t sending in reports about um, a, a detour or some mess, or it could be the people who are um, doing the detour, oh, I'm sorry, the people who are uh, requesting the detour are beefing. The people who are receiving the detour information is beefing. Then you got administration saying, well, why are they beefing? And it's like, am I oddly supposed to regulate and rule these people's emotions to the fact that what I have, I'm being told I got to do? So and on top of that, he comes home and he still was making art. You know what I mean? Like, he was still doing portraits of people. Tell him about your project. Like, <laughs> I need you to. So that lets you sleep, right? Just tell us um, how, despite, despite um, having the MTA on your back. On your back. <laughs> on your back. Yeah. That, it, it, that you, you pull creativity out of your soul and put it. Um, um, okay, so I'll say this. Like, once I, I, once I graduated from, from, from grad school, I was completely lost. Um, not the fact, oh, also I didn't have a job. But it's because I already started doing some design stuff in school. And for me, it was like, whoa, this is, this feels good. Um, this feels good. This looks good. And although what I was doing at the time, I wasn't really super satisfied with it, but it was just like, oh, wow you know I'm creating. I'm creating something um so eventually i i i i i end up finding a job but i had to find that that counterbalance was my art um I, at that time it felt like literally that was kind of holding me together um spiritually mentally emotionally because i needed a creative outlet it seemed like my soul had forever been craving a creative outlet and i denied it for so long and at that moment it clicked more than it had clicked at any point in my life um, and so that's that was the motivation. I go to work, I get that money, <laughs> I go home, I go home, and I try to use that money to make stuff that I like, right. you know. And I I want and bec and I've just been doing that for like ten years, um, because it, just, it that's a long it's it's been that's the encouragement we don't always yeah. give ourselves. Yeah, yeah no, right. you know, and yeah, it's it's and it's I find it it's a constant. I cannot I cannot live my day-to-day -day life without having art, art in it even if i'm doing something else even if i have to work this job and maybe that's the space i'll be in i don't know but i w for me i had to retrieve into myself and find something that's meaningful to me that's motivating me and allowing me to see a vision of myself that i can't find in my workspace it's, that's a, um it it works i'm guessing it, it works a little different for when you have uh, income 
that is separate from your 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 art your artistry. Mm-hmm. Because for me, my artistry is my income, mm-hmm. and luckily I have different outlets. Because once I'm the kind of person like once my artistry starts feeling like work, mm-hmm. I get I get turned off to it, and I like I, I feel very passionless and. All yeah. the soul is taken from it, but luckily I can move on to another medium. Yeah, I can either be designing clothes, designing rooms, or designing um, and or drawing and putting my soul into um, my graphic art. So, um, it, it does it give you a bit of a more freedom to just be like you know because you don't have to take commissions and stuff like that where. It's not your bread and butter. Wait, I'm, I'm just going to interject real quick, and then I'm going to get the hell out your way. I know I'm rude. I know. But I, I was just going to say real quick that um, I think there is, whenever you choose something that is not really supported fully by society, it's always going to be hard. So even with the little extra ends, he's still having to figure out how to work his brain um, from right to left, left to right, um, differently from when he's doing that work and then doing this work. I think also what you said is important because um, I and I've been because of the project, which I'm thankful for. I'm talking to people I would never have talked to before ever, and and just like hearing other artists talk about process and something that I've heard more than once is that also that they have to have multiple projects going at once because one doesn't always serve all your needs spiritually and physically mentally all that's good stuff um so it's interesting and what i was impressed also with um jonathan's work is that he also does music (laughs) that was it i'm sorry Back to the question. Does it give you more open, openness, and more freedom within uh, yourself to, 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 to where you're not restricted, like within a commission where you have to draw this or that? Um. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. I, 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 when I don't, I like the idea that when I don't need to, I don't need to get commissioned for work. I don't need. I don't have to accept any any of those things and. And I, I think it's just for me. It's just I'm, st- I'm well. We're on a, on all on this journey. I'm still trying to figure out what that next step is. Um, so for me, this is still my um, my hibernation, my my cultivation, my my figuring stuff out. And this is what this space allows me to do. And I feel like a lot of times I've been trying to fight. Oh, I, I need to get out of this job. I need to be a full time artist. And I started to start thinking like, yo, this is my incubation period. This is a time where I could free my mind and allow myself to explore and be creative. Um, and I have to remind myself of that sometimes because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be at this job. But it's, it's, it allows me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the time out and appreciating the time opposed to fighting against the time to really just um, to cultivate the benefits of this, what the space is allowing me to do right now. I um, like the fact that um, the question was posed about, you know, just um, creatively. Um, I was, in my mind, I kept thinking security. Like most, you know, that security. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it could be taken away. Well, I don't want to make it seem like it's something permanent. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know that the rent was paid. Mm-hmm. So you're not scratching. Amen, Ashe. Yes. It has to work mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I think it's great that it's stated that you have to sometimes, you have to do both. 
Like, you have to be adults about things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and it's not to say anything about someone who's doing it wholeheartedly, but you're like, listen, I'm, I'm able to manage both because I can do I can get art supplies. I, can, mm -hmm. I don't have to create art supplies. I can buy yeah. real ones, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, 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 no talent on that or anyone who has to, but I mean, it, it shows you that if you want it, it can happen. It can happen in yes. the past that you make it. Absolutely. Just like I said, just you have to you have to cover the time. I have a lot of people that say, How do you make art or how do you make music or how do you do all those things? And I say, You gotta cover the time. If you want to do something, you just have to do it. <laughs> and here comes that magic word again, discipline. Like if you discipline yourself, you can make time and space for whatever you need to do. That that comes across, you know, like discipline. So, like, speaking of that, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna ask. I got hella discipline. <laughs> I'm a guru song. I'm, what? I'm gonna also say. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. No, I'm gonna also Gemini. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's why we're wilding out right now. <laughs> Yes, it's like my mama. He's like my mommy. Gemini's be around Pisces. It's like 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 it's it's needed yeah, for yeah, Gemini because yeah. Pisces comes with the energy of let's get it done, uh, write it down. <laughs> Do you have a goal? Like, that, that's dumb. That makes it no sense. It tends to be like I was. I was just about to <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, what do we do? Like I feel I'm I'm a very disciplined person, um, and I have to be because of yeah. my son. Yes, because he has autism, so we have to be very regulated with schedules and stuff like that. So, um, but I'm also a mega procrastinator. <laughs> I, have to, I have to deal with that. And uh, I, I like sometimes, I don't know if it's I'm a, a machine, habit. man. I'm a machine. I don't know if it's a habit I got from college. I like the pressure yeah. of having pressure to produce something. Gotcha. I like, I like having that on my back. Gotcha. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know why, but it, it... Holds you accountable. It, it pushes me to, 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 um, to be a lot more creative sometimes. All my best teachers held me accountable. All my best teachers were hardcore. Like, I don't remember, like, I, I don't remember anything from school, really, at all. I thought everybody could go fuck themselves. Um, and I mean that. Um, but but I had Miss Daniels from my um, junior high school days, and I had Miss Adelston in my art and design days. And both those women held me accountable, and they saw that I I was able to do the work. Oh, I'm forgetting one one more, but I'm gonna remember her because she was awesome too. But I didn't have her long. I didn't have her long. But anywho, anywho, people held me accountable, and because they held me accountable. It made me push myself, and I, I understand why you need that. Like you need that extra voice, which I think is what's pushing me through this. I've already gone. It's been since March or April I started the project. April, April. I started the scaffold project, and I have 110 portraits. Even and then I got five. I got finished painting. I transferred whatever. Anyway, I'm in process. There's still more to come, but uh, that was because in everybody that's looking to me and say, "Oh, I want to see my portrait." They holding me accountable, 
And with it, you know, like I've had already uh, several people ask me how much is a portrait? How can, can I buy a portrait? Can I buy a portrait? And it's been giving me and nothing but joy to redirect that question to whomever that portrait is of. Because I said, well, if you like one, you have to contact that person directly. And then I get into after the four exhibitions, which I want to state very clearly because I notice people don't read what the fuck I write. So I'm going to say it clearly. I said, everyone who has participated will receive their portrait after four exhibitions. Two of those, I will accept that there are partial exhibits, which we'll have. So we already have the one at the Old Stone House. That counts as one. We have number two coming. That'll be... um, I don't. I haven't been given the word okay, to be able so to share, I'm, I'm so I can't share that. I wanted to just let's redirect. Oh, well, no, I just went. Well, it's going to come back. I want oh. you to tell what? Us. Let's start from the beginning. Well, tell us what scaffold, the oh. scaffold project is about, and then we'll. Um, I, I feel like I touched on it. I feel like I touched on it. Yes, we have. And it's okay. They can follow. They're intelligent. And they can't. Reading is comp- like reading is fundamental. Please get it together. Like, or rewind. Because I really, no, for real, because I feel like I've, I, sta- I stated, okay, I will come and explain it more. If you're really interested and you're about that life, you go look for it. And that's the truth. That's something else I've learned. I'm not spoon feeding nobody no more. If you really want to know about something, you'll find that information. And that's how I've been able to sell work. Because people who find me and really are serious about the work, they come and they give me their money. And I respect that. And I do the same. That's why I spread the love. If every, and most organizations that have given me exhibition space, they give me money. I give some of that money back to support what they're doing so that that money then helps somebody else just like it helped me. So... If you're serious about it, my name's Elon Cadiz. The the program the the project's called Scaffold Project. They will find it and they will find out exactly everything if they want in in step and by step. Will definitely have her information. Yes, so. but I just wanted to make sure it's clear. Two exhibitions can be partial. That means some of them are up. Two almost done. Now the next two have to be the full exhibit. Now the exhibit is of the I don't know how many it will be because some of them are double portraits. That means on the paper that I've chosen to put these portraits on have two. Some of them have two portraits. Now, the project is about support. If you haven't noticed by the conversation we've been having, it's about individual support. It's about isolating these amazing people that I've met throughout my life, which everyone has, and making a form of utopia or a base for utopia. Understanding that we all bring something to the table. And if we focus on what we do well and what we enjoy, then we can be supported in those spaces and we should be supported in those spaces equally in our communities, in our homes, in our worlds, in our states and countries, whatever. But needs to be supported. But we must first know what we're demanding and what we need for ourselves and then stand in that truth regardless of how it is interpreted by someone else. So that's what it's about. Now, there's other stuff I wrote about it. You want to read it, you'll find it if you care. If you don't, you move on. I hope you enjoy your life, whatever. You know what I mean? We're here to live. You know what I mean? There's life to live. That's I think if anything we're trying to say is that if your passion is something that people say you can't do, but it gives you joy and it gives you excitement and you, you, you need it, then do that shit. Because if you don't, you're going to suffer. Yeah, right. All down the line. Long one, right now, next week, is going to be there. I know when, um, like, it it was a a, a very heartfelt for me to, to, when people didn't all, didn't support Mm -hmm. directly. Like, my, my, um, 
my grandmother and my mom eventually supported my work. Mm -hmm. But to hear from someone you love that this is this what you're doing? You know what I mean? That kind of feeling is very disheartening. Mm -hmm. But you know, like you said, life is out there to live and you gotta make sure you pay attention to your happiness because if you're an unhappy person, there's no way you're gonna make anyone in your life happy. Or, or yourself. You're gonna come with that energy of something missing from you and you're gonna keep looking for it in other people. Mm -hmm. And when you don't find it, it's gonna make you upset and angry or whatever way you push to, um, to express it. <laughs> right. So that's, that's how I was feeling, um, you know, really just um, listening and is that we're not, we're, this is not a conversation just for established artists. You know, if you're hearing how art is helping, you know, in your day-to-day -day life. And we just happen to be people who really have art in our lives, you know what I mean? But I don't consider myself an artist. I'm not going to. But she is. But, however. She has to claim it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I want to claim it. It's a, it's a self-proclamation. It's up to you. Yes. Yeah. Tell, tell, because Jonathan, you, you, you're not supported the same in arts. He's not supported by his Yeah, family. so I think that that's, I think that's a key question. You know, who do we look for to... Um, basically a proof of who we are and who do who do we need but ourselves right. um you have to come to I, and i've struggled with this idea of like oh am i an artist um and one day i just said yes and that was it <laughs> you know and you know you have, you you kind of affirm that over time because you know you, you obviously go through different experiences but the first step is really your step Right. Is you you saying this is the space I want to step into, and you embrace it, and 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 just move forward. And and I would say don't include other people's opinions to justify yourself as an artist. No, you know what you, I mean because it could it could be twofold. You could be a, an amazing artist, and you don't you're waiting for someone to validate to, you yes. as an artist and it may never come right. and then you lose out because you're going to you, that emptiness is going to continue to eat away at you because you're still looking for that validation yeah self-validation is self-love right <laughs> for an outside thing so i keep always there's no i don't know how many times i've encouraged her to express herself because she's amazing. amazing. She does abstract art. Mm -hmm. um, some of her work is top two, top two there. Wow! Like on it's, this, on the right hand side, it's it, it's very complex. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Wow. And mm -hmm. what I just need for her to just realize and stop saying. I think I'm gonna. Okay. Really, I think for me, it really was a point of I guess having in my mind what I felt an artist was mm -hmm. already, mm -hmm. and saying to myself and just background upbringing and just whatever you told yourself you know what i mean that it's like okay now you want to do that really all right girl can you so that was what was running in my mind and also probably like that definite or definition i could never come across like i guess my my work up there on the wall and i'm like someone was saying what is that well it's just whatever came out of me and you know i was always feeling like i had to have uh a direct definition of what it was and when I couldn't produce it mm -hmm. I felt like this is not worthy or maybe it's not as valuable as yeah. I think it is yeah. so that is why like in my mind like Gemini you know we what we say we, we, you know, I don't need it you yeah. know what you tell me yeah. I probably tell myself you know a million times a day but I mean when you're really trying to step out in the world and it's like alright what do they want to keep up in this lane and I, as I'm getting old I'm like well I don't have to be in that lane 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't really, you know, develop myself the, however it comes and be okay with it. Yeah. Be fine with it. And and it's just what it is. Yeah. You don't have to explain to anything. Right. Anyone you, else. you definitely don't have to explain your work to people. If it's something that um, that fulfills you and you find it just like and when you do decide to claim yourself as an artist I'm claiming it today <laughs> like when you do you know then you don't have to give explanation I find sometimes explanations are like so contrite like if you have to explain then it takes away the viewers um, ability to have they have to interpret it you know I think that's also falls. Oh, go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, oh, it's just you know, it's people. People need to. Art is about expression. This is a self-expression. Sometimes the expression is, is very mindful. Sometimes it's, it's very, it's very, it's just very emotional. And um, you know, people have to take art and and try to when they see art, if they can't understand, it's fine. It's okay. But like you said, you don't need to explain or validate what I did this, why I did this, or how I did this. This is part of. Who I am. This is what I've been doing, and and you know there are people. There will be people that connect with it without words, and that's what we seek to convey. You know, with with everything, we just seek to convey an emotion, a feeling, a space, um, just an idea, um, and those ideas can be abstract and they they can be very much objective. But you know, we don't have to explain anything other than this is this is what this is me. This is who I am. I think it also you think about the authentic voice. That's why knowing oneself is so important is because when you do it, then you will have something to say only because it's coming from your own understanding. And when you know yourself so well, you can recite that. And this is someone who says that, who can't really recite to you my artist statement. And that's because when I write things, it's usually different than how I say things. But you know what I mean? So, so it's, 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 it's that tricky navigation. And I tell you right now, in this consciousness, I've always been discouraged to read. And I said, well, I know how, I can't, I'm not one of those freestylers that can say exactly what I mean eloquently. I have to be able to think it through and write it. And, and then, I, and I'm not one of those fancy people who can remember the word for word because that's just not how my brain works. I have to read it. And that's always been discouraged. Like, I'm literally telling you, like, people say, oh, you know, you should remember it's more powerful. It's like, well, it's not about being powerful for you. I'm trying to be powerful for myself. And it, it was what you were saying about the, um, the encouragement, Audre Lorde said this, and I wanted to send this to you, message to you, um, because I think it's so important. It says, for women, then, poetry is not a luxury. It's a vital necessity of our existence. But as we come more into touch with our own ancient, non-European consciousness of living as a situation to be experienced and interacted with, we learn more and more to cherish our feelings and to respect those hidden sources of our power from where true knowledge and therefore lasting action comes. It's within you. Thank you. Oh, of course. That's Audre yes, Lorde. Thank you, Audre Lorde. Thank you, Audre Lorde. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and as, and going back to um, um, expressing, I, I could be reading something that I wrote and I would be saying, something completely different from what I have on the paper. So, <laughs> See? It's, it's, I, it's, I, I it's, live, I take away. Yes. Because like, I'm like, now, you know, I, I make it fit the moment. Yes. Yeah. 
like you said, that navigation you were talking about. Yes. Like knowing how to do navigation, that. Navigation, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jonathan. Yes. Um, what, do you have any projects that you're working on presently? Um, well, I've been doing, a, uh, I've kind of restarted my portrait project as well. I do digital illustration, um, much like, um, um, Shepard Ferry. I like I like the Russian constructivism, but yeah, I'm just working on that, and I'm I'm. I'm oh snap! I should have been saying cite some artist stuff, man. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. How's <laughs> it got shout out some artists? Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm just kind of re uh, restarted that. Uh. So um. But usually I do this thing. Um. I'm called um um shapes and patterns. So basically just looking, just going to spaces and taking a number of pictures and just trying to find correlations in the spaces and patterns and um, of whatever they are <laughs> um, and trying to kind of create a narrative around that. Um, so that's kind of like an ongoing thing I do when I travel. Um, I was supposed to go to Germany um, uh, in April and that's not happening. <laughs> and that's not happening next year either. <laughs> Um, things have been put on. Uh, so um, yeah, that would have been my next. Um, that I was I'm really looking forward to doing that and um, doing my next series of work. Um, but that got put on hold. Um, so I'm doing back to the portraits and I'm just working on on music with no really definite date of release. Just um, but I'm still trying to figure out um, where I'm going with that as well. Elon, you said you were you can't believe it in shouting with artists, right? But before you shout out, uh, I'm not. Wait, wait, I, it's the list too long. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, you're inspired. What, what what artist inspired you? Okay, so I thought about this question a lot, right? Because um, the list is too long, but I'm going to give you the source of my list. And I apologize that my answers are very long, and they sometimes go off into a tangent. That's just how my brain works, which is why I isolate myself from others. I'm protecting y'all from having to wander in this messy mind. But what I realized, what it was was my time at the Studio Museum. The Studio Museum in Harlem, without a doubt, had influenced my understanding of the art world, period. Period. Like, there's nothing else I can add to it. And I'm gonna read the, 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 there, this is, the Studio Museum in Harlem is the nexus for artists of African descent locally, nationally, and internationally since 1968. Now I'm gonna explain because um, sometimes folks don't like larger institutions because they feel like they, they use um, elitist ways to uh, choose artists and this, that, and the other. But I also believe you always need a foundation that's strong and have history. Um, because that gives us a foundation we can grow from. Because there are so many black artists that they don't represent or have in their collection um, as of yet, because things change, things grow. You know, these are still early in their game. You know, 1968, that ain't that long ago. No. You know what I mean? People keep acting like slavery was not that long ago, and slavery is not over, period. Okay, let's stop acting like it's something that happened just to black people, white people. It's happening to your asses too. But it, it just, I think it's important to start from there. So if you want to know about black artists and you're beginning in the game and you want to be inspired, go to Studio Museum in Harlem website, check out their list because that's how I grew my foundation and understanding there was a whole world 
of artists and on a crazy levels. You have to sometimes see the those people who are doing really well because it's like it reminds you they started off not feeling like they can get there and they're there. You know what I mean? None of these people had all that ego to be like, oh, I've got this, I got this. Everyone has that moment of self-doubt and fear. And I saw that in these artists as they were coming in, the, the residencies. These are real people. Yeah, they're real people, but they're doing amazing things because they're, you know, they're in those spaces to support it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's important, too. Yes. That support our growth. Yes. Knowing that we come from all different types of backgrounds, yes. experiences, and we have very unique experiences that need to be supported. Like you said, we see real people in here. So, yeah. like, girl, I didn't get a babysitter. So yes. Have, I mean, that happens in everyone, you know, everyone's lives. But, I mean, like, there's specific things that happen in our communities yes. that we need to be recognized, mm -hmm. not as an excuse, but, yes. you know, you need to fully see a person. Yes. And I think that's, you need to see them first so that, like I said, it's not an excuse. It's just to get the sense of who, where they're coming from. Yes. It's always great to get a sense of where someone is coming from. It could be at that moment because sometimes you can't even go by where they've been. Yeah. You really think they're going. You can only... Well, see, that's why I think information is so important. That's why I want to challenge people to use your search engines to look up something that you would not normally look up. Like, I really think that um, it was through me having access to these artists that they promote or, or they have in their collections and things that I learned how far black art goes. You know what I mean? I've learned about it and I could, but I want to encourage people, just look, just look and, and check it out because then that leads to other things. You, you, did you know you can uh, look up an artist's resume? You can see the residencies they applied for. You can see what it takes to do those residencies. Sometimes it's just good to look at applications, just so you get an idea of what people are asking. And if you feel challenged by that, you got to ask yourself, well, why am I afraid to ask this, answer this question? Why am I afraid? It's not that the question is too hard. It's not that they're trying to be too in intellectual. They're challenging you to challenge yourself to ask yourself those questions that you probably wouldn't have asked yourself. You know what I mean? So you got to step up to those challenges and you can't keep taking that. Like, because I know, I listen, I used to stand outside the museum and try to bring people in. And I've had quite a few people tell me, I don't go there. You know, they don't want my kind. And they, they don't, I've submitted stuff and they didn't take it. And I said, well, then that means there's spaces that you're supposed to help create that shows that work. Right. There are people you have to connect to to make those audience have their support. That if it's bothering you, that's your option. Or you can be a bystander and then just deal with the situation, right. be angry. Be you can be angry, be but that's a waste of energy. That's it's a waste of energy. This is, that's one of the reasons why um, we, like I thought of starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because... I want to give spaces to artists to speak that are like myself, mm -hmm. that aren't very like I'm not no. <laughs> you don't. Want, do you want that though? Um, like what? What? Well, let's. I'm curious. What kind of support you want? What, that's that's, that's important. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, like we we create our situations and and put forth you know what we want. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if I want to be known. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Exactly. So therefore, but. There are those that do want to be known. Mm -hmm. So I just want to you know, well, that, give them a space yes. to open themselves up so you know people hear them and they yeah. Feel heard. yeah well that that's see and you stepped up and you're like right. and in the words of uh, monique uh, montgomery you're an upstander that that's another one of the the uh, one of the participants of the scaffold project her, her ted talk on um being an upstander mm -hmm. 
Like you didn't just settle for the fact that, okay, this, this doesn't feel right for me. You created your own system that makes sense for you. Right. And you still are. That's why you have the podcast. You know what I mean? That you stepped out of. I thought we needed a space because I didn't see one. You know, so I was, you know, because there are podcasts out there, but I wanted to make it focused on us talking about us, Mm -hmm. you know, and and our experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was very important. It's very important for me because um, sometimes I feel intimidated. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it can to, be. It can feel very intimidating. Put out there and say, um, "Can I?" Can, you know, and ask. So, rather, like I'm, I'm the kind of person that I don't like waiting around for people mm-hmm. to give me a place. Girl, I'm I a Gemini it. too. Like, say for instance, I have a piece of furniture to to build, and I'm like my husband. And let me tell you, I'm this like, coffee table. She has a beautiful coffee table that she built <laughs> in her living room right now. I think later on I'm going to commission this woman to make me one of these in my, my living room. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry I interrupted like you. To, to say, if I'm waiting for something to be, to be built, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, can I do it? Yeah. Of course I can. So I'm not going to keep waiting around for someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the kind of um, like space I give myself. Like, and that's beautiful. I, like, are you like... I'm not going to deny you doing it. Like, are you going to do it? Oh, if you are, then I'll give you your space to do it. But, like, are you going to do it? Yeah, I, You're looking for that follow through. I'm like, fine, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's just the attitude I have. Like, you know. And, again, going to, instead of me asking for a space, I made my own space. <laughs> I think it's important to note um, just from me like listening to our conversation being involved in this conversation um, it's going to be to our advantage for our people to hear us speak about the different challenges that will be presented that we you know we we throw out these we in the man world and you know Mm -hmm. we're like no every day yeah you're going to experience this but look Mm -hmm. you got to push through and Mm -hmm. then you said but we've done things but we haven't done the right things or we haven't yeah we haven't tested it it's okay for us to express the flaws Mm -hmm. it's okay for us to be like okay you know what that we we've been moving on a on a road sometimes we might need to park and think about the next place we're going but sometimes we jump but it's okay to 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 um present that um, as a triumph, because you know, like to say, despite, despite whatever it is that's going on, you're still trying to motion yourself going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's a great thing because sometimes, like, oh, if a, maybe if a white person said something, like, ah, we already like, oh, right. no, but if you said it, mm-hmm. it's like, girl, you really need to get together. Like, you know, that person who was hating on the Studio Museum of Art, like, uh, uh, or Harlem, like, mm, I th- it's yeah. like, no, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's something you need to reflect on. Yeah, but you know, it's hard. Yeah. It could be that. It's hard. You. Because when you're frustrated and you feel like you belong somewhere, it feels hard. Because you'd be like, sometimes, like, I, when I, when I used to teach, I taught art education for 20 years. And I've seen adults say the same thing, and you're all going to recognize it. I could have done that. But there's a difference between doing it and saying you can do it. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what makes Yes. And 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 so when in nineteen sixty eight they decided to open the studio museum, it was a group of people that took on that challenge 
we see this and we're going to make it happen. And that is, if anything, is what people should pay attention to. But when you're frustrated and you just want to own something, like I remember, um, and I don't, I never told this story. My mommy knows the story. I never told this story. Oh, man. And isn't that nobody will care. But I, 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 I'm going to share it. Okay. I'm going to share it. I, I always wanted, like, when I learned about the Studio Museum, it wasn't until um, my daughter was in kindergarten, I think, because we had a thing called Culture Pass. Culture Pass was a, it was access to museums for free for low-income families. Yes, yes, it's still happening. Yeah. Still it's excellent. Money. I'm glad they have funding. If I had a lot of money, I would help fund them because I think that access is priceless. Priceless, yes. Because these museums are expensive, especially the children ones. Especially when they suggest, and they're not really yes. suggesting. Yes, they yes, 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 they want it. And and you kind of, we understand yeah. too because they got to survive. But like we all survive. Like this city is no joke. Let's be real. This city is no joke. So, uh, it gave me access, and I attended a a picture op. They culture uh, they needed images of families in these spaces, so they can have pictures of like why we need funding, help us stay alive. So um, I said, yeah, I volunteer with my family. We went to the Studio Museum. This one, I was still married. We had two kids, and it was fabulous. We met Shanta Lawson, um, amazing art educator, art director, uh, art education director. Um, and she gave me my first opportunity. Like, she, 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 well, I gave her my resume, and by that time, I was working for a lot of schools already. I was teaching in a lot of schools, the Harlem Children's Zone, um, Harlem School of the Arts, and then those branched off into other schools and what have you. But she gave me the opportunity to work there for uh, Target Free Sunday and a, yes, Target Free, yes, 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 that was a good time. Oh, man, yes, yes, that was a good time because um, I was able, well, later on when I get, I did enough work for them, she hires me on as the family programmer, which then coordinated the Target Free Sundays, books, authors, and kids, and um, uh, the third program, Little Studios, which was targeted for toddler, is a toddler program. So, Yes, through that program, I was able to hire artists of color to come in and teach workshops and things like that and what have you. But it all stemmed from that one visit where I met this art department, education department woman, Shanta Lawson, who gave me the opportunity, saw my resume, saw, um, saw the potential well, in me. Yes, yes, but I said yes, because I look for the opportunities, because then at that time I was like, what do I want to do with my life, and um, what do I, what can I do with the skill I have that can help support my family, because, you know, it's serious, so uh, that happened, and that was amazing, where it gave me access, and I, and that's why I've always been quite um, fond and supportive of the Studio Museum in Harlem. Now, the elitist stuff, like, every once in a while, it, 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 again, it's those feelings of people feeling excluded from spaces, right. which happens with museums, which is why we have access programs. But again, I try to explain to people, you're not, you, you, you don't go into any situation feeling like you're less than. Because if that's the issue, that's an internal issue. You have to resolve that issue now. You're going to find in everything, everything. Oh, but the story was, okay, before I got that job and before I applied for that cool culture opportunity, I had invited my mom to 125th Street to take her to the museum. And I brought her new work I was working on. And, I, and, and we tucked away into the second floor nook where they have the books. And I told my mom, I want my work on these walls. 
I want my work on the walls of the Studio Museum in Harlem. And it, it felt really stupid to me to say that because I'm like, I'm not like these artists. These are amazing ass people with fucking crazy credentials and been, you know, yeah, and all this other stuff. So it's like, I don't belong here, but I feel like I want my work in the walls. And I swear to goodness, when I got hired and I gave me my own desk, my art was on the walls. <laughs> I put my art on the walls. And I had to pay, make note because at first you would say, to, like, well, it's not the gallery and it's not a show. But I said, no, it's the wall. It's the wall. And that, I had to make that enough for me. And it was. It satisfies me completely that that happened. And it's, and it's like you say, the goals. Those goals don't always have to be like how it, the expectation of it. It's just, and then you have to acknowledge it. You know, like I did that. Right. That is awesome that that connection that you made. You were like it's on the wall. However, and then it wasn't. It was like then you had the opportunity to reach out to your other fellow artists to say, "Hey, hey I'm at the studio. <laughs> yeah. I have some opportunities. Yeah. Y'all about to get the yeah, I, I got the hookup because yeah. you had to actually step and yeah. present yourself properly and have the background." But I mean, oh. it's like someone we in here i'm in here yeah well see see that's it and then that's that's for everybody who has a uh, um are able to have some power in this game because like the 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 arts museum arts especially is very narrow you know what i mean it's very narrow and they're still working on stuff like you got it like pay like thelma golden is a force Right. She yes is gold yes yes and 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 I would never oh my gosh the work that the woman done and and the focus I could never ever oh it, it you have to have a passion and when you have a passion you can make things happen they've made so much progress happen um, in in this field and and opened so many opportunities and gates like we have this is the moment. This is the moment. If you've ever been afraid of anything, it's time to pass that fear and really just make your, just don't be afraid. Like, I feel like the fear is like, well, it may never happen. It doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just let yourself play a little bit. Play with yourself. Say, oh, don't play. Well, you can do that too. But play with your imagination. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Push it. Push it. What if you want your work to be in a museum one day? That's okay. It's okay to want that. And it's okay if it doesn't happen. But enjoy that thought. You know what I mean? Like, allow yourself to play in those thoughts because it's like we'll nip it right even before we allow ourselves to enjoy it yes where does it stem so, from um, going towards that because we're getting towards the end excellent and excellent. um like uh, this is a question i want to ask all artists uh, like what like going to what you were saying like what's the advice you would give to like a uh, young person coming up to you, both of you to answer. Young, uh, young, whoever. Like aspiring. an art, aspiring artist, that um, what, like, what would you tell them? Like, what advice would you give them if they came to ask you? Um, you have to, you have to feel validated in your work. You have to be open to constructive cons- uh, criticism, um, and you have to be, you have to be a uh, persistent and and you know this is, you have to know this is what you want. You know, you cannot. It really starts with self. It really starts with um, your individual journey. Um, and you have to cherish that. And that's what I'm trying to do, just embrace the moments that I'm in 
Um, there are moments where, yes, I sold something, you know, or a corporation bought something or I'm in an exhibition. And those are great milestones to have. But the moments that took me to those milestones, those are the processes that I keep reminding myself that that help define the journey. So you really have to start embracing who you are, enjoy the process, set goals, yes. But, you know, you always, there are lots of, lot, lots of disappointments are going to come your way. But it, it shouldn't serve as a, a template for discouraging you because that's just how life is. It's, it usually takes one victory to really solidify that next step for you. And that's usually what we're always looking for, just that, that, that next step. And you, you have to be persistent and you have to be patient and you have to, you have, to have good people in your corner like real people in your corner that's golden persistence in an instant gratification type of world like mm-hmm. i want it now i want it now I want yes it now. yes and especially with so much uncertainty mm-hmm. happening it can put you in a sense of like this is not the time to be going out running in the, in the grass and you know twirling around it, well if you need to find yourself yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. what it takes uh, yeah yeah so yeah. speaking of processes what process do you take what do you have a ritual or a process to get yourself moving or like, you know, as far as what your art, like, okay, I have to focus on this piece. You know, I, I set up this time to do this piece and. Well, that that's where I begin. I would say I begin there. I don't give myself strict um, guidelines like that. Well, what, if anything, um, I, I try to smile at myself and ask myself, what am I comfortable doing today? What do I feel like looking at? If I want to look at color, if I want to look at, form if i want to look at think about composition i go with what makes me comfortable i talk to myself a lot and i say for the last question thank you jonathan what you said was very true is very true if you only look for those moments where people are giving you kudos to feel like you've accomplished something you're going to be a hurt person because those things come far in between but what i found that attracts those things is when you know what you do makes you excited like I know when you made those pieces of artwork on the wall and gave them to and Kefra as, as has them so beautifully so fra- beautifully like, framed beautifully <laughs> framed and the line work is amazing it's so gorgeous it reminds me of like Anansi the Spider Stories by um, Gerald McDermott um, that I grew up with um, when you see it up and stuff that's that that's the that's the joy that's the accomplishment that's that's the that's the stuff you live for as as anything that you do in your life you look for those moments of those smallness that that give you big impact and i would say um i i'm going to stop talking after a while i just want to read this last thing for, about audrey lord um the transformation of silence into language and action this is from the book sister outsider page um, 42 for to survive in the mouth of this dragon we call america we have had to learn this first and most vital lesson that we were never to survive, not as human beings. And neither were most of you here today, black or not. And that visibility which makes us most vulnerable is that which also is the source of our greatest strength because the machine will try to grind you into dust anyway. Whether or not we speak, we can sit in our corners mute forever while our sisters and ourselves are wasted, while our children are distorted and destroyed, while our earth is poisoned. We can sit 
in our safe corners. Oh, man, what did I write here? Meets as bottles, and we, I still, will be no less afraid. Okay? You're, it's going to be afraid. You're going to be fearful of it regardless. Just do what makes you joyful. And in that joy, as long as you're not hurting yourself or someone else, you will find salvation. That's awesome. And I would like to thank you guys so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys have any um, social media you wanted to share, Give, um, no, uh, we're going to have all that, but like social media-wise. Uh, sure. Um, I'm at um, Instagram at Boy and Sheep, B-O-Y-A-N-D-S-H-E-E-P, and Boy and Sheep, uh, dot studio. Um, that's my website. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, and mine is Elon Hyart. That's uh, E-L-A-N-H-I-A-R-T. Also, Elon Cadiz, E-L-A-N-C-A-D-I-Z. And um, at the Scaffold Project. Okay, thank you guys so thank much. You. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us. This was fun. Uh, we had so many questions prepared. Oh, man. But see, that, that's what you've told me. Kefra told me. Kefra said, listen, Elon, stop being a pain in the ass. I just have an outline. This is not exactly what's going on. Just go with that. I said, all right. All right, Kefra. What time? And then I still F that up because I thought it was at 2. And she said 1. And I was late. But I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, what's the what? What? Um, what you shout, Daryl? Uh, press the push the one. Oh, smash the like button. Smash the like button. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much, guys. This was, so awesome. this was a fun way to spend a Saturday. Until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, and it's a war.